Welcome to the Kevin and Philip Project, a podcast with two guys who love to eat, travel, talk sports, and have no idea how to raise teenage girls. Coming to you live from Salina, Kansas. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Philip. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 12 of the Kevin and Philip Project. Did you ever think we were going to get to 12 episodes? Never 12, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying at 10, people would start writing in and saying, guys, quit. Yep. <laughs> and don't start that now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's almost like therapy for me now when we, when we sit down and do this. It's crazy how much better I feel after I get some of the stuff off my chest that we talk about. So uh, thanks for joining us again, and we have a special guest with us today. Preston McCorkle's with us. He is uh, a teacher here um, in the middle, one of the middle schools here in Salina, and we're going to get to some things about uh, some of the things that have changed over the course of time. And I want to pick his brain about some stuff from a teacher's perspective. But uh, Preston, anything you want to say out there to podcast world? No, it's just good. It's good to be here. Thanks for asking me to join, and hopefully, I can uh, ans- answer some questions. Yep. Well, as as has now been customary. I'm going to give him our, our Philip and, and Kevin Project koozies as a thank you for being a guest on, on our podcast. Very nice. Thank you. Thank they're you. almost like gold. They are. They're, they're beautiful. Yeah, there's only 200 of them out there in the world, so you have two of those 200. Perfect. I'm good. So, you know, we say we bring you on to answer a few of these questions, and uh, I don't even know yet that you even know all the answers, do you? I, I mean, I, this I, is I the weird time. Don't. It's a very weird time. It's a very, a, I mean, very weird to time. To be a school teacher, uh, it's, uh, it's got to be uh, – Stressful, making a lesson plan, all the things that you go through day by day. And yep, and it's, it, gonna, it's different. It, absolutely, definitely and it, different. So. And it changes day to day. Yeah. So it, it seems like we've had twenty different plans in the last three weeks. Yeah, so you, you, it's an you, ongoing process. You guys have continued to meet and talk Absol- about yep. it. Though. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Even yep. though the kids are at home, you know, mm-hmm. they're yep, absolutely not forgot about yet. No, they are definitely not forgot about. <laughs> definitely yet. not forgot about. <laughs> So, well, hey, let's kick the podcast off uh, as we have the last few podcasts. Free and clear of coronavirus still so far? Still clear, as far as I know. I was coughing most of the night, uh, runny nose, uh, lungs were full of uh, fluid. But other than that, I feel great. But that was uh, was that Michelob, or Michelob Ultra <laughs> fluid? That's it, Ultra. Yep, yep. <laughs> no, so. feel good. You feeling good still? So far, so good. Yep. yep. I did. I did see last night. We have our first COVID nineteen positive test in Saline County, uh, but I did hear also that that person lives in Ottawa County. So is that an Ottawa County case or a Saline County case? Let's give them the case. Yeah. And I read in our in our uh, we'll get possibly get to this later, but the Saline County Safer at Home order it says that every person infected could infect uh, three to four people. Yeah, I saw so that. Yep. Start adding those numbers up and. And you're uh, maybe we're doing a good thing. Well, I saw that uh, McPherson County had one a couple of days ago. They announced that it was a, a 70 year old guy, I think, that was uh, on a cruise. So I, I thought it was interesting that I read an article and uh, I listened to Joe Rogan's podcast a few weeks ago before all this coronavirus really got out of control. And he had an infectious disease person on there. And that guy was talking about the fact that they can almost go back and like carbon date these things. And tell exactly where it was when it got to the first human. I don't know how they do it when they can't, you know, obviously can't find a cure at this point. But they can go back and do all that. But anyway, 
it was really interesting. And, and so they're coming out now saying that, because you had brought this up in a previous podcast, this was not manufactured in a lab. They can tell with 100% certainty. Now, I'm not, whether you believe it or not, that's, yeah. that's your choice. But uh, that uh, it arose, likely arose from a recombination of a virus found in bats and another virus originating from scaly anteaters. In, are, are these China? <laughs> they didn't are say. Are they from China? <laughs> yeah, they didn't say. But I saw a pretty funny meme of Ozzy Osbourne. It said, back in my day, we we bit the head off of bats or something like that. Now you can't go near them because of the viruses. Now, so. I've told them here before, I'm a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> and uh, I think it comes out of China. I think they're, they've, they've seen how bad they can hurt us. And they're doing a pretty good job of it. Yep. Well, uh, the other thing that was interesting was, I don't know if you saw that, I think a kid was from Kentucky, but they had a coronavirus party. They were out basically making fun of, of the situation. And then uh, this kid came down with the with the c- coronavirus after the party. Um, and then he responded when they asked him about it by, by saying that the White House's response to this pandemic is the main reason people aren't taking it seriously. No, people watching people like you go out and party while this is going on is part of that reason. So, so how's the, How have you been doing with the social distancing so far? Um, again, day by day. There are some days I get I get pretty stir crazy, especially yeah. on the rainy days where I can't get yeah. out and go on walks. Terrible. And, um, but I have three little ones at home that keep me uh, that keep me pretty occupied and pretty busy all day long. So it has, hasn't been too bad so far. Few days where it was pretty. I was felt like I was going crazy, but for the most part, it's you know I've been okay. I've been busy, like you said, yep. making lesson plans, getting on, and getting things prepared for uh, to to go to go live with the kids. Once once that well, how old available. are your kids? Um, I have a five year old son, a three year old daughter, and an almost two year old daughter. And his wife is also a teacher. Yes, so they're both uh, pretty all busy in on this. We're yeah. busy, yeah. yeah, definitely busy. Well, I was telling him when we were staying upstairs talking before we started that. Uh, I think our dog's lost like 10 pounds. She's got so many walks because we just have to get outside. Yep. So that usually ends up in a walk with the dog. We made a joke about it last, maybe Sunday. We we went for a drive just around town, let Gentry practice driving, you know. So we drove a big circle all the way around Salina. And by the end of the day, I think we saw over 100 dogs being walked. Yeah. Yep. I said, I wish we would have started counting when we first left <laughs> up on Markley because there were probably 50 on Markley. And then just, they're not using, I don't think, I think the dog park might be closed. Don't know I think that for it is. certain. I think but, it is. But a lot of people are just walking their dog up and down the airport, at the old airport. And then as we went all the way around town, I finally said, there's had to have been 100 dogs yep. being at walk. So, dog, the, hey, dogs are doing great in this deal. <laughs> well, something else I, I was going to bring up here is kind of a funny story when it comes to, to this, this whole coronavirus, trying to inject a little humor here. So we have uh, a good friend uh, of, of Kelly and I's, his, his wife. Uh, had started displaying some symptoms, and so she went to get tested to see if she was going to test positive for for COVID nineteen. <laughs> so, you know, you hear all the stuff going on online and on TV about the testing and some of the situations and issues they're having with this. So, seven days after she had her test, the doctor's office calls her back and to let her know that her gonorrhea. I'm not making this up. <laughs> To let her know that her gonorrhea and chlamydia tests came back negative. Great. At least that was good news. She said, well, you uh, tested me for the flu and uh, for COVID-19. And they said, oh, 
Sorry about that. Well, that our lab's too backed up, so we had to ship your test out to California, <laughs> to and we don't have the results back for that yet. Oh, so there's got to be more than one Kevin Yonasek in the world. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> yeah. Oh my! So hey, uh, uh, back. You know, we got Preston here to talk about school now. Back when they shut school a couple of weeks ago, and they said we're just going to. And initially, did you think initially that it would be for the rest of the year? No. Absolutely not. Um, like when it first came out, it was over at our spring break. Yeah. Um, and I actually, I was in Kansas City getting ready to go to the Big 12 basketball tournament. And uh, we had tickets roll, for roll. that. I know. That for didn't that work Thursday. out so well. For that Thursday. We were planning on going that Thursday. And then they shut that down. And we're like, oh, man. And then we got, you know, the email. And uh, that school wasn't going to be back on Monday. Just teachers to prepare what's going on. And then that Sunday is when, okay, we're going to push it back. And then, you know, a few days later, you know. Initially, Gov- did they just do two weeks? Is that, um, was that I believe, initial or just a week? Um, I believe, if I remember correctly, um, it was supposed to be, uh, um, yeah, just a week is what it was. And then that's when cover, uh, Governor Kelly got on and said, we're done for the year. Yeah. And, yeah, so it was a huge surprise. I did not expect. I knew we were probably going to extend spring break a little bit. I had a good feeling that was going to happen. Um, but then, yeah, Co- Governor Governor Kelly got on and said, nope, you're you're done for the rest of the year. Which I guess is followed or, or led by or followed by almost every state, I guess, yep. in the country at that point. Pretty close. Point. I know uh, I have some friends. I'm, I'm originally from Colorado, so I have some friends back in Colorado that are teachers and things like that. And uh, they have not canceled to this point, not the rest of the year, but they have pushed it back to uh, like the third week of April at this point for right, what, na- what, for right now. What, uh, what do you teach? I teach uh, seventh eighth grade math at South at, yeah Salina South Middle School seventh grade eighth and my grade. nephew wanted to make sure I let you know that the only B he got on his report card was your class tough teacher right hey, here yeah, I, yeah, I know we don't fool yeah. around so. seventh and eighth grade math <laughs> you know you you would never think this you expect this and and I don't know how many kids you've got to personally talk to that you're, is in your class um, I have a sixth grader at Lakewood. And then three in, in Salina Central. And I would tell you that the first week that they got the extra week off, oh, great. Yeah, Two just an extended vacation. Yeah. Yep. At this point, they are dying to go back to school. Oh, can't stand Absolutely. It. Like I was telling Kevin um, earlier, I uh, I went up to South Middle and helped with the uh, material distribution yep. for South Middle School. And I was the morning shift, 645 to 1045. And um, we had a pretty – that's a lot of the material was handed out then. And uh, I – the kids that came by to get their material. I was the outside guy. So I got to, to talk to all of them um, as they rolled up in their cars. And I asked them, Hey, how's it going? How's it going? And not a single kid said that they were excited. Every single one of them said, I'm bored. I want to come back to school. I'm so bored. Not a single one of them was excited about. Were they just picking up things that they had in their lockers? lockers. It's just locker stuff. Yeah. Just locker stuff. They they weren't getting instructions. Cause like yesterday, Annabelle went out, and this is my sixth grader. She went out to uh, Lakewood, and uh, and Lisa said, I really didn't learn anything. I don't know what's – she said they brought their stuff out and kind of hand them a little packet of stuff and just went on. And yep. Lisa said she tried to ask questions, and there wasn't really any answers. Yep. And so yeah, it's such as like picking up kids at the end of the day. It's like get in here and get the hell out of here. Pretty much. More, yeah, more yes. All uh, Really, all yesterday was was to get uh, personal items back. Yeah. And uh, then the packet. There's a there's a packet that each that each student gets that has all of their subject uh, uh, classes in it, um, and that's what they will work on for uh, for this next week 
Um, and then next week, because of uh, the technology part of things, uh, we'll have two weeks of packets is what yeah. we're going to have, okay. is, is what they decided to go ahead and go with. So, Yeah, that was the first thing I thought of when this all came down was, um, you know, obviously, number one, assuming it was going to be online, which I figured eventually a lot of it would, yeah. was, was uh, the technology piece of it. And having, because I had talked to Kelly, I forgot I had an old Surface Pro. It's like, crap, should we maybe go out and just get a cheap laptop or something. Cause you know, yeah. a lot of people are thinking the same thing. And so the cheap ones were going to be gone pretty quick, the Chromebooks and, and the watered down laptops at Walmart or whatever. And then I remembered we had that surface pro cause I, I guess I didn't realize they had that many Chromebooks enough for all the middle school kids to, to get one. I know the elementary is, is a little more of an issue, but the other thing is I know a lot of kids that the only internet service they have is their phone mm-hmm. at home. Yep. Yep. So how's that going to work? I, I did see though, just uh, if you didn't know this, FYI, because most people use Cox here in town, that Cox has gotten rid of their data limits for the next sixty days. Because that was the first thing I thought of. Because we were at like well, they're going to have to twenty five percent buried. Yeah, yeah. we were at like twenty five percent of our usage in like three days. I'm like, oh crap, but this is going to be a problem. This is going to be expensive. Try to explain to me. Not very smart. Kevin knows I'm not very smart on technology. Stuff. I can't edit that out. Okay. They, there's a, uh, they won't be online all the time. They'll just do their lesson and then just send it in. Oh. Is that more or less the way the the your lesson plans are laid out? More more or less. Now I can, I can always speak for wh- wh- how my class is going to run. Okay. I don't know how the other teachers are going to do theirs, but um, as far as the the math at South Middle School and how uh, my class will run, and I know the other middle school teachers at South Middle will be similar as far as math goes, but there will be, um, we'll do a lot through Google Classroom. And through Google Classroom, we can upload uh, our, our lessons uh, that we've already pre-recorded. Yeah. Um, so it's us teaching. So the students will hear our voice. They'll they'll be able to follow along as we as the instruction goes. And then us as teachers, um, it is our responsibility to make ourselves available to students if they have any questions. So you'll you'll be doing the like teaching to an empty classroom, pretty much, basically, pretty yeah. much, basically. And I, I heard this. One of my friends is a preacher down in Oklahoma, and he preached to an empty empty uh from a pulpit you know the whole congregation yeah. was empty he said that's the weirdest that he ever preached in his life and i thought that's true how would yep. you stand it's up there true. And it's true it's yeah up there and teach a yeah. class full It'll of be. kids whenever you want to see if in their eyes yeah i know you have to see in their eyes every now and then if they exactly. get it or not you're not gonna know and yeah. slow as i was at math i just say I'm, i'll do seventh and eighth grade over next year <laughs> Yeah, and, I probably wouldn't get it. And it'll, like it's it, it's a and it's still a learning process. This is that's how we're we're gonna we're gonna start doing it that way. And then you know after the first week, if we're if things aren't working, then we're gonna have to change gears and and try something. You know, well, you try try a different avenue. If things aren't working, meaning if if kids if aren't understanding, you turned in things. and everybody made a fifty. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Then we'll have to go back to the drawing board and and you know try something different. Yeah. Go yeah. go a different avenue, but. I mean, this is new. Uh, we don't. Oh, know. It's no we fun. don't. <laughs> we don't know what's yeah. going to work right now, so yeah. we just got to do our best to to get the you know the instruction out and and be in contact with as much with as many kids as possible without you know physically being in, in contact right. with yep. them. So, well, what's interesting to me too, outside of this, is how is this going to change education moving forward? That's Talking about starting next fall. Um, are, are we going to do more online stuff? I mean, obviously, there's going to be some content that you guys have prepared mm-hmm. um, that, that could be reused in, in certain scenarios and that sort of thing. Um, you know, I mean, this is something that I, I think potentially 
I'm not saying every year, but this is something that I think potentially we could see. This I don't think this is the only time in our lifetimes we're going to have a situation like this. I think it's going to come up yeah. again. And obviously, there people are going to be a little more prepared for it because it has happened before. You have done some things where, yes, this worked, this didn't work. So it's gonna, you're going to be a little more prepared for it. But I think this is going to change how we do things well, moving I forward. I think it's going to open the door for somebody who's sharp and has always wanted to do online schooling. And they're going to get all – you're going to work out the kinks for them. And somebody else is going to make a fortune off of it because they'll go to online. Just I mean, yep. there's a couple of private schools here in town – this could be something where people say, I'm going to keep my kids at home. I didn't want to do, right. like for me, I would not want to do, um, what do you call it? Stay at home school or whatever. Yeah, homeschooling. homeschooling. Yeah. I wouldn't want to do it because I'd have to do the lesson, do all the things for them. But this could create somebody out there that says, hey, if 100 of you want to come and do homeschooling, I can do everything for you. Probably it'll open the doors for some people yep. and it'll change education in the future. And whenever you start thinking about what did we spend on South High School? In infrastructure, when we just did the remodel, a lot, a, bil- a millions. It was, and, I mean, it was the biggest project and in that in, whole bond central thing. Central included. Sure. Right. Yep. So, in the future, would you say is that six million dollars spent better on a building, or could we just have this homeschool right. stuff? I mean, so you could change you could change the way people think and go. I, I'm not going to spend that much money on an infrastructure when I can do all this right there on that computer. I hope it doesn't go to that because I like the, I just like the kids. They love the yeah. interaction, but. Yeah, money oh, yeah. saving side of it. And- yeah. Oh, de- you know, as far as the social interactions and stuff, yeah, the online. I mean, I I, I would rather see a class classroom full of kids than look at a computer screen yeah. And, yeah. and just you know Certainly. see faces and whatnot. But but there's got to be those out there that say, oh, oh, hey, definitely. this is the way I want to go. There could and there yeah. could be yeah. I mean, but you have to. I mean, honestly, I I, I would say this: if you're going to do that, and I don't know the first thing about homeschooling. I mean, I know that there's already curriculum and stuff you can pay for and download, and that's what they do and in, in all that kind of stuff. But like I do a lot of webinars and stuff for work and I'm telling you after about five, 10 minutes, you, you're already off doing something else, whether it's you were checking your email yeah. or you got a phone call or whatever it may be. I just can't imagine kids with the attention spans that they have being able to sit in front of a computer from 7 a.m. to, to 2 p.m. on their own doing, I'm, somebody's going to have to be there over their shoulder getting them to do stuff or yep. or that's not going that would not work i don't i don't think i, I, I would, don't know how they do it oh it, it'd be it, it'd be tough yeah. i mean it's i mean it's it's challenging getting some students to you know get things done when they're in the classroom and you're sitting right next to them yep. so yeah i'd agree that is a challenge that that definitely would arise yep. with this with this I, I, it's particular a different parent than what we are or what i am <laughs> i don't know about you guys but it's definitely a different parent you remember Harper went to Cornerstone mm-hmm. for a couple of years, yep. which is a small private school here in town. That's just uh, the classical school. And so through that group, she played volleyball with a bunch of homeschool kids because there wasn't enough kids her age to do. And uh, there was a fairly large amount of kids that came that were just homeschool kids. And you could see that those people were maybe more hands-on with their kids than I am right. with mine. They were oh, I mean, yeah. just kind of almost like yep. – I don't know, nothing bad against them, but almost like helicopter parents, yep. you know, and just, and so it would take that certain kind of person, I think, to stay yeah. sh- on the right side. It's not for it. everybody. No, <laughs> not for me, for sure. I want you teachers to take care of my kids half the day. Yeah. That's <laughs> like a, paying a babysitter, but it costs a lot less. I guess in taxes it doesn't, but so Preston, tell us a uh, couple questions I have for you. Tell us, why did you become a teacher? I'm always interested in, in how, 
uh, people end up in the professions they end up. So can you kind of tell us how this came about for you? Um, well, teaching's kind of in my blood. My mom and dad are both teachers. Okay. They were for 30 plus years. Um, but really, um, it kind of, it hit me my sophomore year of college, actually, to be honest with you. Um, I was always big into numbers as a big guy. So when I, um, first started out in college, I was, I was a finance major. I wanted to go into, into banking cause I like numbers and everything like that. And then I started getting into like microeconomics and all that stuff. And I was like, this isn't what I signed up for. I don't, I don't think I want to do this anymore. But, um, through, uh, through big brothers, big sisters and things like that. Um, with our football team that I was on, um, I started working, you know, getting around little kids and, and hanging out with them. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I, I like being around kids. I was like, this is a lot of fun interacting with these kids. And so I kind of changed gears and, and went back into it and it, it just, it clicked. And that's something that I've, that, that since then it's, it's just been my focus and I, I don't know what else I would do, to be honest. How many years have you been teaching now? Uh, this is my 11th year. 11th? Yep, all here in Salina. I okay. did uh, eight years at Schilling Elementary, fifth grade, and this is my uh, this is my third year at South Middle School. Was you ready to move up? You know what? I, to... it, I I thoroughly enjoyed being out at Schilling. It was, I loved that school. The people I worked with were awesome, but I would not go back to elementary yeah. now that I'm at, in middle school. I, I, I just I have no desire to go back to elementary. You know – Speaking of elementary, and I don't know how you've if you've talked to any kindergarten teacher, but how in the world does a kindergarten teacher do this online teaching? I feel like that would be yeah. the the group yeah. that's lost is your K through a lot three of maybe. Books. <laughs> yeah, you just like, um, you feel like they're losing out yeah. because that teacher touch to them yeah. is the most important well, thing. We, and we were just talking the other day uh, across the street, Paul and Megan and Bristol's in preschool. Oh yeah, how do you do preschool? Yeah, my kid, my my, I have two in preschool. And yeah, they, uh, and we go to building blocks at uh, Trinity United Methodist church there on Neal street. And, um, they've done a great job of getting they every on Sunday, last Sunday, uh, their teachers dropped off a packet on our front porch to work on throughout the week. And then they, uh, they get, they go live on Facebook every day to read a story, sing a song, <laughs> do calendar time. Um, and things like that. So building blocks. And the kids like to stay up in there and watch them. love it. Yeah, yeah, we just, my wife and I, we pull it up on our phone. And then, you know, we, we airplay it or stream it right to our TV in our living room. And our kids, are they just have a ball with it. It's hmm. been it's been great. And it's it, they look forward to it every day of seeing Miss Megan, Miss April. Let's see them. And so, so. Do, so do you think that that's an interesting point? Do you see, so we, we obviously talked about you guys recording the, I guess, lectures or the lessons yeah. and they watching it. But do you think that there would potentially be a time where you will have live interaction with those kids, whether it's through Zoom or, you know, something um, like that? And that's that's exactly it. There is um, – w- Zoom is is the main, um, I guess, internet hub, yep. technology hub that, uh, that us is – that I plan on using in my classroom. Okay. Um, and like I was telling earlier, that part is um, – Throughout the day, I will make myself available to students. Okay. Via so that's Zoom. how they would be able yeah. to do that. Okay. Yeah, via Zoom, or there's also different uh, Google things like Google Hangouts, okay. where essentially it's kind of like back in my day, it was MSN, you know, Messenger. Yeah. yeah. Um, kind of like that, where we can chat back and forth. But if it comes to the point where, and, you know, with math, I was always a visual learner. I had to see what was going yeah. on, and there's students out like that. Yep. And so I think that's where Zoom is definitely going to come in handy, yep. where kids can remote in, and I'll just be sitting in my 
sitting in my basement. I have, I've got an Elmo that I can pull over. I've got, I brought whiteboards home. Yep. And if they have a question on a specific question, I can work it out so they can visually see it done yep. as well. Because I think math is, I, I would agree with you, math is a little more visual. Mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. that uh, when I think about my time going through school and learning math, and, and I was always pretty good at math. I actually skipped seventh grade math when I was in middle school. Um, but being able to be on the whiteboard and, and going through something with a student if they don't understand, or maybe more like social studies, that's a little bit more like just kind of reading mm-hmm. and, and understanding what you read and talking through some of more that. More of a comprehension type right, thing. Right, right. Yeah. Where math is something that I think you have to like be sitting there and go through that process. So I think I that, would have to. Yeah. Did, did you um, think about um, your grading curve? I mean, have y'all thought? Have, has anybody discussed that at school? Everybody's like, getting an A. <laughs> you just wonder how many parents might go up and say, "My kid has been a straight A student their whole life, and all of a sudden they're making C's." You know, and I can see I mm-hmm. you you deal with it more than God. It's one of the reasons I got out of teaching. I have a teaching degree, and uh, parents what almost drove me out. <laughs> well, parents I, definitely. I, I got drove some me questions about it, but, that coming yeah. up here in a little bit because so, he's also a coach. So yeah. So anyway. I could see parents coming up to the school or emailing you or whatever, raising hell because little Johnny's now making B's. He's always made A's. So do you feel like maybe there this semester will be a little more of a curve on your grading? Um, uh, you know, and as far as, as far as grading goes, we, um, we have not been given a specific direction to go with that yet. Are you? Um, can you freelance in any way? I mean, a little bit. I mean, um, if there is a curve in a classroom, you can kind of set that. They're they're, and... they're kind of. I mean, each teacher. Um, I mean, we have our own discretion, yeah, you know, on yeah. what we want to do. Yeah. Um, but as far like I said, this is this is new. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I just our, think there'll be kids that'll struggle. I I think there I there yeah. I think there will be that definitely. haven't in the past exactly right? because they like looking it, at you and exactly that and also with this um, we definitely we won't be giving out um, you know as many assignments and things like that right. as well because i mean we like you said we don't want kids to be sent in front of a computer screen all day right so um that definitely will be taken into consideration um but yeah as far as an exact grading scale and things like that um that's still in the process in the works Kevin of said teachers a's together. for everyone let's get them all in college <laughs> you know who I, I do feel the most sorry for is got to be uh since i'm an old baseball player I feel sorry for senior boys that play oh. baseball and senior oh. girls who played softball. That's just got to be heartbreaking to think you just lost your whole senior year of uh, outside sports. Absolutely. And uh, I don't know what you do for it to make up for it. Open, yeah. open the age group a little bit to play in American Legion this summer or something so that they can still play. I just, there's got to be something where those kids can still go play one last season. Well, so the problem is, I mean, in, in that scenario, and I would say this because of softball with, with my daughter, as of right now, they're basically there's no tournaments through the end of May for sure. Yeah, I mean they've U Triple has already came out yeah. and said that. So I mean there's a there's some teams that I, there's a softball team and a baseball team youth teams I know of that have both just said they're not going to have a season this year. They've already planned for it. They're just not playing this year. There's not going to be anything to do. We're still holding out hope yeah. that maybe June and July we might be able to get some well, uh, games in. Well, did you see Herb Street the other day said he was he tweeted that he would be very surprised if there was a college football season. This fall. It has been brought up, yeah. 
And we're talking about something four or five months in the future right now. Take away beer and you can just slip my damn throat. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I'll be done. So, yeah. We missed, but we, we can missed go vote day. now that Oklahoma's national champions, 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're ranked number six in the way too early poll I saw. I'm not sure that that one's going to fly. We've got the future Heisman Trophy winner. Sitting on the oh, I saw what's right his now. name. He could win back to back Heisman trophies. The running back. Uh, went what, to, what are you talking about, Rattler? Spencer Rattler. <laughs> I saw that uh, you guys running back left and went to Ohio State. Ohio State. I saw yeah, that. So. Hey, go smoke dope up there. No problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, know, I don't know what he was suspended for, but he was suspended yeah. from Oklahoma last year, and he was a dandy. He was, but yeah. his best year was his freshman year. That Trey Sermon, he was unbelievable when he was a freshman. Ohio State can have him. Yeah, see, this is how we do it. We're all over the place. Okay, that's good. <laughs> well, I do know, to kind of answer your question on that is, um, like Kevin said, I, uh, I coach, I'm the eighth grade football coach at the middle school, so I get all those Keisha emails and updates. And we got one uh, just the other day that said, at this time, um, they are not looking into extending the uh, spring seasons into the summer. Yep. I mean, at this not time, looking into it. not, I mean, as of right now, they are not plan. you know, looking into it, not planning on doing that at this time. Now I'm with you. I hopefully that changes. I mean, well, after, after 30 days and say you're like Brian Richardson's boys, pretty good athlete, I guess. And he always has a summer team. Mm-hmm. Could you see some parents getting together teams just after this 30 days is over? We've talked about maybe having their own teams. If, if you're able to. I mean, somebody's got to do it because you still want to watch st- your boys you're swing You're still going to have to fo- follow the Keisha guidelines. But, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think there's people. But just private leagues, not even anything to do with Keisha. Just like well, hey, right. guys from but McPherson. But you can still only have, yeah. some, just well, to have right, some games. Right, but you can still only have certain kids from a school and that sort yeah. of thing on a team. Yeah. But Yeah, because you have all that. You know, the MAYB, you right. can only AA, you can right. only have so many players yeah. on your team. Yeah. And yeah. But, you know, with this pandemic, maybe Keisha would. Loosen the reins on that a little yeah. bit, you know. I, mean, I just think you wouldn't want to miss a whole year of life. I mean, if you're developing sophomore in high school, this is kind of your exactly. developing time. Yeah, yep. it's not like college because I know college, you know, NCAA they they allowed that, you know, that those seniors to one another and one right, more year of eligibility. More, yeah. So yep. And there are some schools that said that's not a good idea. Our seniors suck. Had <laughs> <laughs> a good group of freshmen well, coming mm-hmm. in. Well, and my question on that is, are they gonna? Those seniors are are eating up some scholarship money for incoming yep. oh, freshmen. Absolutely. Are they going to give them? Yep. You know, are they going to redo some scholarship things? Give them more. You've or? been you've been recruiting, expecting that those three or four. Let's talk basketball yeah. because there's limits on how many scholarships you can do in a mm-hmm. year. And there's you know you're talking about twelve guys that are getting scholarships on that bench. You're planning on two or three of those guys that were going to graduate, move yep. on. You've already made that plans for that, I've and got now Kevin they Durant stay. coming in. Yeah, <laughs> some other dick but, from Texas leaving. Yeah, who but, do you want playing? But exactly. they they stay, and now you've got an issue because now you've got three more guys coming in expecting a scholarship. You don't have three scholarships to give out because you those guys are staying for another year, yep. or do they stay on their own? They're paying their dime if they want to stay. You know, now you've got. A lot of players, and I mean, it's just it's it's, and it's going to take years to dig out of that. Oh, if, I agree. So, with with some of the limits and stuff, and I don't know how they'll ever get back. It's it's going to be weird. It's definitely going to be will. something they're going to have to feel out. So, but football is what you coach, also, or what? Yeah, you yeah coach football. football. Yep. So, whenever you're talking to Mendigo about being a teacher, was a big weight a part of you deciding that's what I'd like to go do? Sports have a lot to do with it, or your numbers? Uh, I, yeah, no, it it, it did. Um, but, uh, the, the thing that, that kind of stunk about teaching, you know, being at the elementary level here in Salina is that, uh, elementary got out an hour later than the middle school and high school. So yeah. coaching at the elementary level was, 
was extremely difficult and almost next to impossible. Yeah. Um, I was able to do it for a couple of years, um, but it, it it was tough. I missed out a lot on both the athletic side and when I had to leave early, I missed out in the classroom. Yeah. So moving up to the middle school, it definitely had a little perk to it. You know, that, that definitely was, it wasn't the main reason I moved up, but it definitely, it, it was no, up there. <laughs> for me, I would assume. Yep. Well, one of the questions I had for you, Preston, and, and we talked a little bit about this uh, a couple of weeks ago, kind of ahead of time and prepping for this, but what are some of the things, you said you've been teaching for 11 years now, what are some of the things that, that you're seeing, I don't know if dealing with is the right word, but kind of come across today that 10 years ago was never an issue or that you would never come across a scenario? And and part of part of my question is centered around the whole vaping situation right now, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've had my eyes completely opened to the situation. I had no idea until talking to some teachers and stuff about this that it's as bad of a situation as it really is. Yeah. And so, you know, just kind of along those lines, are there things like that that, that you're seeing that you're dealing with that 10 years ago you would have never, never saw coming? Um. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that, you know, kids are doing now or have the opportunity to do now that they, that they didn't. Um, And I always, you know, I always bring back when I, when I was in school, you know, the big thing was, was, was chewing. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. I was, you know, kids would, you know, put a dip of Copenhagen and, and go and do that and, and everything. And now it's, it has, it's turned to vaping. Um, and vaping is a lot, it's a lot easier to conceal one of those right. little tiny yep. jewel things. Yep. Um, and kids, you know, kid, they, they go to the bathroom, they, they take a puff and then they come back to class and <laughs> teach. We don't even know. We don't even, we have no idea it even happened. Yeah. Um, and, and kids got pretty darn creative and in, in concealing those yeah. things. Well, I, as I well. heard that there's like sweatshirts where like the drawstring you could smoke oh, with good. it. Yeah. So, I wouldn't be surprised. So you like they like hide the the juice inside the sweatshirt somewhere, <laughs> and they can take the drawstring and just take a puff out of the drawstring, and nobody even knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that you know the hooded sweatshirts and stuff. Um, I know uh, we you know we were we were informed to kind of keep a closer eye on kids who wore those because the hood they would you know take a puff and then they would blow it into their hood and it would evaporate before you could see the smoke. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah like this, said, kids, and you're talking about seventh and eighth grade. Oh, this right. in middle. Oh, it happened in the middle. Sixth, seventh uh, and eighth grade. It, yeah. I would say, and That's I, and I obviously, I didn't deal with that, um, a whole lot. Um, but it was around and, you know, just South, here middle. Store, South middle, let me assure you that it's going on at Lakewood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, and you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there were some kids in the elementary who, who may have done it. Wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised. My, uh, I've got a 10th grader named Harper. And she's told me multiple times that she's walked in the bathroom and she said, I'll just, she goes, I just need to go to the bathroom, like between classes. And she said, I've opened up the door and the entire bathroom is full of that vape oh, stuff. Oh, you can smell it. And yeah. she said, I'll just turn around and walk out because I don't want to think them thinking I did it or whatever. Yeah. Good, good trick well, there, Harper. It, I, I know you were one of them in there doing it. It's probably, <laughs> you. it's probably, uh, hear me this, your dad. <laughs> Saving him some anyway, money yeah. on air freshener in the in the bathrooms because yeah. that well, stuff so, does smell good. But I, I was yeah. gonna saying how you didn't realize how bad of a problem it was. Yeah. When when did it open your eyes? 
Who did when someone they, open your eyes or no? When they, well, a couple of things. So when they started doing the the parent the presentations for parents to come. Oh yeah, sit through the down, schools, right stuff, through yeah. the schools. I'm like, okay, well, if they're doing this, obviously they're seeing enough of this that this is now a concern. And this isn't. Oh, by the way, this isn't a, a, a event at the high school for high school parents. Like this was for middle school and high school parents, and and uh, and then obviously, like I said, I've had some conversations with some teachers and, and that sort of thing where they've talked about coming across this or that and, and uh, just kind of one-off stuff. But uh, I was kind of surprised, like, in the middle school. Like, you know, I get it in the high school. I mean, you know, even when I was in high school, people went outside and smoked and stuff like that, you yeah. know. But in the middle school, I don't – personally, I don't remember ever seeing anything like that when I was in middle school. But uh, it's – like you said, it's a lot easier to conceal now yeah. than than, than it used to be. Or yeah, smoking. and I think uh, – and I think the district – I think that they did a great job of getting that information out to people and yeah. just informing because I didn't know me personally. I don't know if I just live in a hole or whatnot, but I had no idea the effects yeah. like and how dangerous the vaping and stuff is to the lungs and yep. everything. Like I had no idea. Right. Let me give you my first when I hit it, when I found out how bad it was, I went to pick up Gentry, my freshman, and I parked, imagine this from the football field out at Salina Central. I parked all the way in the Southwest corner and waited on her in the Southwest corner, kind of out of the kid's way. I didn't want, you know, kids are driving out of there. So I was picking her up right when school was ending. And I said, I'm going to be on the far corner, so just come over here. I'm going to stay out of the way of all these kids. And as they came out the door, Lisa was sitting with me, my wife. So she's sitting with me. And I go, look at those kids. And it was like two out of every three was puffy. <laughs> and we saw them get – I mean, it was an amazing amount. And maybe one out of every three. But in our eyes, it's like, I cannot believe this many kids are doing it. And then as they drove out of it, they all had their windows down. There would be like a group of four kids in a car, and it looked like Spagoli falling out of the van on the Fast Times of Ridgemont High. I mean, there was just smoke blowing out the windows. And, I, and, and that's the first time I thought, my God, I did not realize this many kids did yeah. it. Then a kid came to our house and did it in the basement. Well, I don't know who one of my kids tattled because this kid had it. So Lisa went and told her she's not allowed to come back and then asked her who – who buys that for you, whoever this girl kid was. And she said, oh, my uh, stepdad gets it for me. So oh, no problem. And she's probably a freshman or a sophomore, this girl. Well, anyways, good kid. But she, she came back and apologized later because Lisa told her she couldn't come back to the house anymore. So, um, But this is a kid that you'd think would never do that. So but where are you getting it? You get it from your stepdad. That's yeah. got to be yeah. some. And, and I know, you there. know, the beginning of the year, you could get that stuff here when you were only 18. Yeah. Yeah. So seniors yeah. were able to get it. And now that it's up to 21, I mean, I don't know if the cases have went down at the high school or middle. I mean, I don't know. but You know what you don't have to deal with as a coach? Thinking of 18-year-olds. At, at Dale High School in Oklahoma, which is right outside, and they're, they're well-known, small school, class 2A3, won a lot of state championships in baseball. And from their baseball field, you can look, and the Grand Casino is right in front of them. Oh, man. And at the time, the 18-year-olds – so the coach at the time was a buddy of mine. He said he had to make a rule that they cannot be at the casino at night. <laughs> oh, said, the eighteen-year-olds, eighteen-year-olds can go and do it. Jeez. Huh? That's a, that's a different rule from whenever. That's yeah, definitely. Age. Yeah, we don't we don't have that problem here in Salina. We don't have any no. casinos next to. Well, I'm a little long-winded, but one more story about your skull. You say these kids used to dip Copenhagen in skull. Mm -hmm. I graduated in '88. I can remember in like '85, '84. 
we had a underpass that went underneath the road in front of our school. And if you wanted to smoke, you could you could go under the underpass and go on the other side. And back then, kids and teachers used to stand across the street and smoke <laughs> together. Wow. That's like in 1984, yeah. 85. Yeah. So you think that's, what, 35 years ago? It's We've changed a lot. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, no, and I think uh, to go back to your ke- uh, question, Kevin, I think another thing that um, kids um, have at their disposal that they didn't in the past and things that not only teachers deal with, but uh, parents. And that's the that's the social media aspect yep. of yep. things. Yep. Um, you know, the, the Snapchats, the you know, the tweets and the, the cyberbullying part of everything. Yeah. I mean, that's that's huge. Yep. And. I mean, and it's almost like parents have to deal with it more than, than us as teachers do. Yep. Um, but, you know, the cell phone's in every pocket, comes mm-hmm. up. I mean, we, there was um, a friend of mine who I went to school with. He actually, he teaches in uh, Colby, and he put something on Facebook earlier this year. And he, he, now this is high school, but I'm sure middle school is probably the same. Um, he said, all right, pull your phone out. He's like, I know you got it. Just pull it out, set it on your desk, turn the volume on, and Let's let's count how many times your guys' phone goes off. <laughs> in all of his classes throughout the day, I think he said that there was over four hundred notifications that came up on his students' phones throughout the day. Whether you know it was a text message, a phone call, a you know something on Twitter popping up, or something. My phone blows up with sports stuff because you know I got you know ESPN. I'm always getting notifications. This was back on and something. forth to each other, most likely. And and I don't know if it's back and forth. It was just a, Snapchat it was Snapchat crazy. I oh, know Snapchat's that. nuts. And this is just a notification in a day in one day over 400 in just his class, in just <laughs> yeah. his class over 400 notifications went off between we go his back students. in time let's get into the no. cell phone industry oh we man. go back in time we'll <laughs> just buy crazy. in well, well i was saying i didn't have my first cell phone i was a junior in high school before i had a cell yeah, phone I, I didn't have one until i went to college and when i did it was you still me- remember the nights and weekends after nine o'clock you, you didn't count for your minutes so what year free. would that have been 96 nice i i didn't get my first cell phone until i was already working for express yep. i worked for and that would have been in 99 my first cell phone ever so. My mom had a bag phone I could borrow every now and then. Yeah. I, re- I remember the bag phones. I had some friends that had bag phones, yep. but yeah, my yep. cell phone. phone rang, your your uh, car would honk. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I just remember I'd always have to call friends and, and my parents and stuff after nine o'clock, so it'd be free, so I wouldn't use up my minutes and huh. and have to pay for yeah. it. So well, I remember I remember growing up, I had a good memory. You had to you had to memorize all your all your buddies' yeah. home phone numbers. Yeah. You know. Yep. Yep. You still remember them to this day. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I. You know what? I don't. Like, I'm trying to think back. I remember. Yeah. I remember my home phone. See, number. ours. Our, we were a little school, little town. So I was. A, I grew we up in a little four town digit. Too. So my best friends was two two five eight. My other best friends was five five eight six, and mine was two three one five. So I said they're all stuck in my head. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, you know, four digits. We had <laughs> and we had a conversation on one of our earlier podcasts just about our kids and social media and some of the things we're seeing, but but at school. Are they allowed to have their phones with them, or do you guys, or is it kind of required that they keep those phones in the locker? How does that work today? Um, we, it's uh, it, as far as South Middle School goes, right. um, they uh, we ask that they keep them in the okay. lockers. Now, they always don't follow that rule, right? Right. Um, and my rule in my classroom, and I told them because um, you know you got to pick and choose your battles. And I told my, I told every single one of my kids when they came in at the beginning of the year, I said, if I see your phone. If I hear your phone, I'm going to take your phone. And that was always my rule. 
And then, um, and I would take it and I'd put it in my desk and I said, you can come get it at the end of the day. I was like, shut it off for me, please. So it doesn't go off in my desk (laughs) and you can come get it at the end of the day. Now, um, at South middle, we have a a cell phone tracker. And so, you know, multiple offenders, it progresses, you know, and if, if it becomes a big problem with these students, then they have to check their phone in at the office and things like that. But okay. Worst girls or boys. Oh, it didn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It I, was, I just it see was, girls being. It was. Times it, it was. It was pretty even kill all the way across the board. Right? Yep. Huh. That's interesting. Well, okay. Favorite kid to teach, girl or boys? <laughs> it it depends on the day. I yeah. think you know it. Uh, they 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 both had their challenges, but they both they. I enjoyed being around both of them. So. So my, one of my last questions that I have for you from a teacher standpoint, there's some other things that I want to get back to uh, that Philip and I have talked about in the past with, with some local stuff going on. But uh, as a coach and coaching a sport, do you find at, at the eighth grade level, do you have a lot of, of I don't I'm, uh, I'm trying to think how to say this nicely. I'm just going to say, do you have a lot of intervention with parents that you got to deal with? Are any parents dicks? <laughs> um, now I'm going to have to check right the explicit tag on this. So um, I've, uh, this is my third year coaching. Yeah. Um, I've only coached for three years. I, uh, I was an assistant. I helped out with seventh grade my first year. And this is my, I've been two years ahead eighth grade. And uh, the parents have been, been great. Okay. They have absolutely, they have, they've been absolutely great. Um, now um, I, I do my best to, to communicate as much as possible right. with the parents. And right. I think that's the big part. Um, as long as I, I've learned that I learned the hard way my first year, I didn't quite do a very good job when I was a head coach, but I learned very quickly that as long as I inform the parents of what's going on, then they usually don't have a problem. Right. Yep. Um, and I have, I have not, I have not had any, uh, negative run-ins with parents to this point yep. so far. I have not. I, I so. think as a, as a coach, um, and I coached. I was assistant coach under a guy that's the winningest high oh school boy. baseball coach Here we in America, go. and it's true. Twenty four hundred and fifteen wins and forty nine state championships. But uh, he literally set at the beginning of the year the ground rules, even to the parents. Here's the rules, yep. and if you don't like them, and back then he could say this, and this is the way he said it: tell your fat ass mamas to take you on home. Uh, you know, I mean, but, but yep. he literally he set the ground rules in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then there's no problems if you if you, if yeah. everyone knows the rules. Then. Yep, and that's you know, and that's uh, and, and and that's what that's what we do. We have a big parent meeting, and I don't. I, I assume the girls had the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a parent meeting before the season, yep. and I was. I said, and I have, a, and I have a rule book that I adopted from um, the old coach. Yep. Um and I just you know I reworded it to make it fit my personality and the way I wanted to do things. And I told him, I was like, if, if a parent ever came up to me and had a question, I'd be like, well, this is what it says in the packet that you got beginning of the year. So this is what we're yep. going to do as yep. far as discipline and things yep. like that. Like if a kid gets trouble in school, well, they're going to sit out a quarter. And I had one parent not agree with that. And I said, well, but that's our rule. So that's what's going to happen. <laughs> I was right. like, I'm sorry. It's that's just, just that's like going to happen. Kids. Yep. That's what's going to happen. And, and they were like, oh, okay. Yep. Like, well, well yeah, I had an interesting situation. Um, we were at uh, a club volleyball tournament here a month or two ago. I don't remember how, maybe a month and a half ago. And uh, so this is Morgan's first year of doing the school sports, being in seventh grade. And so basketball, and, and Morgan, I think I mentioned this before, but, but historically the sports she's played, she's been on very competitive teams. Um, and 
basketball came around this year, and she ended up playing on the B team, starting on the B team. She did, by the end of the season, she was playing quite a bit A team, but but was not a starter. Uh, played significantly more minutes on the B team. And I had somebody come up to me and say, you know, you guys, to Kelly and I both, you guys handled the basketball season very well. I'm glad you guys handled it so well. And I was like, what do you mean? Handled it well? What did I do? And she's like, well, just with Morgan playing on the B team, you know, some parents would be really upset that their kid is playing on the B team and not the A team. And I said, well, I've, I'm number one, I thought that Morgan played exactly where she should be. I thought that, uh, coach Heck did a great job with her and, and, uh, suck up no i don't he, he's not coaching next year but but i mean i we saw her her uh confidence really soar because when she did play in those b team games especially early in the season she dominated some of those games yeah and you could see her confidence grow to where she started playing more minutes in the a team because of that or on the flip side of that if she would just been playing on the a team because her friends play on the a team and she's been competitive and all that kind of stuff you know she would not have gotten the opportunity to play that much right. and, yeah. and that wouldn't have happened. And so anyway, I, I, I thought it was funny because this person is, is also a, a middle school coach that, that they felt compelled to come up and tell me that we did good because that means I, that I got the idea that they here deal with a lot of issues from parents with playing and, time. And, and, and I do um, like in our, in our parent meeting beginning of the year, I, uh, I talked to, I talked to parents and I, and I tell them, I was like, we got to have B team players. Yeah. It was like, we have to. Um, now I, I do my best to play as many kids as possible. That's, that's my job, you know, cause football here in the town of Salina is not what it once was. And I yep. want to do my part to, to build that up. Yeah. Um, just get better and just get better. And it starts at the middle school level because if, you know, if a kid isn't playing at the middle school level, then they're most likely not going to go right. out. In high school. And well, I, I and looked so, at Salina Central and I a couple years ago, and I said, look how many good athletes are sitting in the stands. Yep. Great athletes everywhere in the stands. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Jim, like Jimmy's boys, all yep. those boys were playing soccer. They got some speed kids, some good, really good athletes. Yeah. So, you're right. Yeah. Middle and, school's where it starts. And, and, I, always, and I always tell this story. Um, Coach Sellers, um, who's a good friend of mine, he, uh, he told me this. And uh, there, was a, there was an all-state running back f- a few years ago, Mike Jones, the year that they uh, – South uh, was runner up. He was their starting running back in middle school. His eighth grade football team. He didn't even start on the B team. <laughs> didn't even start on the B team. Yep. And you know, and he stuck with it. And he was a three year starter, all state running back. You know, and so and the, and yeah. I tell that story to my parents every every and all my my players too. I said, if football something you want to do or sports in general, you know, just just get out there and play. Yep. And get the confidence, like you yep. said, with Mo, yep. and and stick well, with that's it. Where I and look what happens. We're missing by not being in school right now. A lot of those kids are missing out on this confidence. Oh, back, yeah. back to the absolutely. not being in school. Right yeah, now. Yep. no, absolutely. We were talking upstairs again before uh, when we were waiting on you to get here, Phil. That uh, uh, I didn't notice it so much this week, but that first week. So we had spring break, and then we had the first week where they were out, uh, where they said, you know, we're not going back to school. Kelly and I made the comment because Morgan's a pretty social person. Um, and towards the end of that week, you could really see her attitude and change. And, and I told my, I wouldn't go so far as to say she was depressed, but you could definitely tell she was missing that social aspect 
of what's going on. And Moe's an only child, so that makes yeah, it that doesn't tougher yeah. at home. At least at my house, I've actually got a neighbor across the street and a neighbor behind me that comes almost every day, so the social distancing hasn't worked. But what are you going to do with neighbor kids? Yeah. I mean, they're right beside you. So there's usually six. I mine haven't seen the depression so much as I think they just miss their, their school friends. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's definitely a social aspect there that, you know, and, and I, I say this kind of jokingly. I mean, you know, people homeschool kids sometimes do get made fun of because they miss that social aspect and yeah. they don't have those social skills. And they are skills. socially they awkward a lot of times. Yeah, they're yeah. a little awkward. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so and something else to think about when we're talking about, you see, you know, things more things going online and yeah. less, less instruction in the school. There's a social aspect to the whole school thing too that, uh, you know, I think that is very, very important uh, for a lot of these kids and, and uh, that would be, I think a lot of kids would miss that, definitely. Oh, I agree. Let's, uh, since Preston's our special guest, let's get him involved in this uh, discussion. We've, we're a little local, little local talk here. <laughs> but, so, uh, well, he has, some, we he, he has some insider information he won't share with us. Oh, okay. Yeah, too, yeah. But, Can't uh, say too so, much. Well, one thing I wanted to mention before we get into that story is, so at one of our first, our first podcasts, I think, we talked about the Salina Journal situation. Yeah. So I don't know if you noticed. I noticed this towards the end of basketball, college basketball season, and I meant to bring it up, and then we never did in the podcast. But there is, at one point, if, if, a, if a game happened after 2 o'clock or whatever, you wouldn't see that score for two days in the paper because they were already printing it at like 2 in the afternoon. I don't know if you noticed, but it, it definitely got later. It was about maybe 5 because there was a couple times K-State basketball played at maybe 3 or 4 in the afternoon. And those scores made it into the paper that next day towards the end of basketball season. So I think maybe somebody at Salina Journal is listening to us and and <laughs> tried to get their paper printed well, a little bit later. Complaints coming in from just local here because at, at oh, one yeah. point it was two and three days out. Like I told you before, the people people were dying and were already buried before their name hit the obituary. Yeah. So it's pretty rough. Well, well, I know a few forty plus year customers at Salina Journal that dropped it because they were so upset. Yeah. yeah. Well, I do know, like um, being on the coaching side of it, we did get a we got an email from him saying um if we don't have you know your information stuff before i think it was 5 30 yeah then it would not be printed until the next day but they're so printed out of hutch now they're printed out of hutch now. all the uh not just us but who, who all did we decide that they're printing for maybe great uh, there's men, quite hutch, a few us, of them yeah 20 yeah. maybe 30 places who knows yep so all right well I, i'm assuming you wanted to get back on the topic of the the golf course oh i was wanting you to lead into it because <laughs> i have no opinion <laughs> <laughs> so so just an update for for those of you that uh, that have listened to us in the past and and heard our conversation about the uh, housing development here in town and and the potential for them building a, a road across the the municipal golf course here in town. Um, we we talked a little bit and at the time. The only information we really had was was from um, the the city commission meetings where people had spoke and. Uh, the people the, on the housing side and, and what they yes, wanted just and the why. the housing side is the ones that were doing all of the uh, maybe starting Facebook pages and rooting for right. the – they were rooting against the road. Yep. All and the, and I understand in this scenario, saw. and there's probably a potential for legal action and some of those kind of things. So from the city side, they probably have to be careful about, at this point, what information they release and all that. But uh, – as an update to this story, um, an interesting update. So the ex-fire marshal from Salina. Who had been called out. Who was involved in the initial planning of of this uh, of this development, I guess, if you will. And to Phil's point, had been called out on multiple occasions. Yeah, oh, well, he was called out. You can go on, on YouTube and find a city commission meeting. And 
he was basically called a liar, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was close or doing to, shady things. As close yeah. to being called a liar as you can get without maybe saying it. But uh, it would it would hurt my feelings if somebody said that about me. <laughs> yeah. So so this this fire marshal is, is no longer a fire marshal. I think he's living. If I remember, Texas, a retired life in Texas. Yeah. Yep. So he uh, issued a letter that he sent out to uh, to all of the local media uh, here in town, um, kind of describing his side of the story. Um, and he's basically saying now that the the developer and the people in the housing development, their big concern right now is that their property values are going to drop if they go from doing the single housing to the... Um, um, uh, what's the, what are they going to do? Townhomes instead yeah, of townhomes. the single. So they're, they're concerned that their property values are going to drop. Yeah. So what he's saying is they're just coming up with anything and everything they can to try to get people fired up so that they stop. Because um, as we talked about, if they do the townhomes and they do more of them, that's when it bumps them up to, to the level where they have to have the other access. Right. And right. so if they stuck with the single family homes, I believe that number would stay low enough they wouldn't need that road. And so that's so he's saying that that's why they're trying to. Uh, we'll, we'll link the we'll link so the letter the on our on our Facebook. Page. Yeah, it was it was an interesting re- letter to read. But has the commission made any decision? I don't believe so. But, oh, nope. I, I see where that this past week, of course, uh, we'll get into this in future podcasts or maybe a little bit more here. But um, with the stay at home order, then the uh, River Festival has been canceled. Yep. And there's a 90 day pause on the Bill Burke, yep. uh, the, the baseball, baseball softball, softball and fields. river and so renewal. I saw and those things all done, but I didn't see what they ever did with the road. Yep. I don't think there's Has been it just anything. been delayed as well. Yep. yep. I don't think so. I think it's just been de- uh, just still sitting there. Un- I still have very little so. opinion. I, I would think if you put that road where you look on the map, on you, know, you can go to Facebook and see where the. I don't know how it's going to affect your golfing unless you suck at golf. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'd have I to agree. Yeah, I, I don't. I think it's yeah. It's not a permanent use road. It's an Correct. emergency Correct. road. Right. And it's only going to be used I, in a it, probably never used. Yeah. But in a scenario where there's an emergency and the other entrance is is yeah. blocked because of that emergency, it's almost so. over dramatic. Very to, much so. Um, yeah. On that now. My father-in-law happens to be involved in a lot of that, <laughs> yeah. um, as he is the mayor of Salina at this given time, um, and he, you know, he also um, is the owner of Land Title um, down, you know, and so he does a lot of that stuff, and along with my with my brother-in-law, and they both happen to be very avid golfers. Yeah, and so um, I was talking to my brother-in-law about it, um, and he brought up a good point because some people brought up the point about this road coming through and how it's going to affect your golf game and. And how can you put a road through there? And, you know, it cuts right across the fairway, yada, 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 and everything. Um, and when in hindsight 2020, the road, as the map shows, doesn't go across any fairway. Correct. Um, it's where it's supposed to go, it's in, and, it's, in, yeah. it's in like the rough yeah. before it right. even gets right. to the fairway. Um, but they I also, know that area well, by the way. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. you know, I, I would be lying if I said that's not where my tee shot lands sometimes. <laughs> I, 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 would have, I would definitely be lying. Um, but you got to look is if you go to the, the Muni, there's multiple holes where a car path crosses yeah. a fairway. Yeah. And so, so that, that people that argue that point, I think it's kind of invalid because you have multiple holes where that happens. Um, so I, don't, I think I don't just really... the lack of use of it, if it's used once a year, oh, yeah. I would be shocked. And that would be 4th of July when they do the fireworks. Probably. Well, but. Or and if there's houses there, they might not even do fireworks we can't. there anymore. So I know, so who I knows? know, 
I know that, so Ambux sponsors the fire show, or the fire show, wow, the fireworks show every year. Yeah. And uh, and we do that. One of our Ambux used to used to be the one to actually light the fireworks. He doesn't do that anymore. But uh, there was conversation. So last spring, when we were planning for last year's Sky Fire, there was conversations about if this development starts as planned, that now where we shoot the fireworks off, there's houses too close to where they shoot the fireworks off. So we're going to have to come up with another place to do that. And it's great because up there on Markley and, and all that, it's a big wide open area for people to go and have fun and they have concert and stuff like that. It, it's a really good area mm. to do that. But if, if that development continued, we weren't going to be able to shoot fireworks off there anymore. So, well, if the baseball field continues, we're not going to be able to have lead sled anymore. Where are we going to move that to? Oh, yeah, up there. I, I don't know. <laughs> we don't. So. I don't think the city of Salina wants to lose that sled. No, nope. whatever. It's no, called, that's a big deal. Yeah, car show and everything. But yep. I, the, the drag races would go away up there. Yeah, the car shows. I don't. There's got. There got to be somewhere else so. in town. You can figure that out, though. We can close down. Santa yep. stood up and down Santa. Yeah. <laughs> so well, we'll we'll post that we'll post that letter from the from the ex fire marshal on our Facebook page. So those of you that are interested in this can go and miss that. They can go take a look at that uh, that that article and and see what his thoughts were and and why some of the decisions he made. I thought it was interesting that he talked about in there that uh, they had two options when they did that if they were going to get to the point where where they would need the road. The other option they had at the time was you can install sprinkler systems in the houses and then that eliminates the need for that road but that's a huge cost associated with building those houses and you know there's always issues when you get sprinkler systems with leaks and and those sort of things so they chose not to do that and and we're going to do the road instead if they got to those numbers which like i said initially weren't they weren't planning on doing that so preston you're not from salina originally no i was born and raised in colorado okay okay so but my wife. But you've been here eleven. Oh uh, well, I, I graduated. From, I graduated from Kent's Wesleyan, so I've been okay. I've been in the town of Salina since um, fall of uh, 07. 07. Yeah, you've so. only been here a uh, one year less than me. I moved here in 06, okay. fall of 06. So for me, and going back here to the Riverfest being canceled, this is the, would have been the forty fourth or forty fifth year. I don't guess it's ever been canceled before. Huh. It for you now, Kevin. You too. How big of a deal is it for you? And I know it is a big deal. Now, I'm not from Salina, so it's not as big for me as it is. I, I just know there's class reunions. There's everything yep. in the world goes on at the Riverfest. But yep. for you, pretty big deal for you to miss out um, on it or not me, so much? Me personally, not really. Yep. But uh, but my wife, uh, who was born and raised here, um, I, I, I think it's a pretty big deal for her. Yep. She, really, she, uh, she really enjoys going. Uh, to the Thursday night, you know, jam fest, yep. and then taking our kids down for the, you know, Friday during the day and Saturday and stuff like that. Um, it's definitely a lot bigger deal for her than it is for me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it, I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, I mean, I, I've never been a big River Festival guy. I mean, I, I'm not going to gain the 10 pounds I usually gain in the summer by going there and eating all weekend. Well, we I always go, go on Thursday food. nights. You go so, on Thursday yep. nights. I go on Thursday yep. nights. But so go to the festival where else jam. can you go listen to music, bring your own beer, oh, yeah. the, just the whole yeah. Eat horrible. Yep, and and I think it's up to twelve bucks or something like that now. Yeah. I mean, I think it's worth every penny. Oh, absolutely! I see people complain about the price of the buttons, and I'm like, man, twelve dollars for a, a weekend, weekend of, of entertainment. Of- where where it's not a big deal to me is, I mean, for 
six years now, we typically have a softball tournament somewhere that weekend. So, so I, I I'll go to the festival jam on Thursday nights. We all get together with a group of friends and, and do that. Uh, but, uh, and I, if I'm around like maybe Friday afternoon, I'll go get lunch there or something like that. Cause I do like to, to visit the, the food court area there and do that. But, uh, um, it, uh, it's not a big deal to me. So no, I, I didn't realize what a big deal it was, and I wasn't that crazy about it. It's hot, usually hotter than hell when you go out there in the, yep. uh, on the Thursday night or Friday. But, but whenever I got to know more people in Salina, and I and they said they had their, uh, you know, from thirty years ago's classes yeah. oh, all came yeah. back and yep. met, and it's a big deal. And yep. I feel sorry for those people that it has to be canceled because I know they all work hard on it. And the man that went to the city commission the other day is that Brad Brad Brad, An- Brad yes, Anderson, Brad Anderson. Yep. yeah. So he, he was fairly emotional. About oh, absolutely. It. And, and that's I, and, his baby. Yeah. yeah and that's, uh, I feel for him. Yep. So no, I mean, he's uh he's very passionate about that. I, you know, I, I did m- not mention though that during the river festival and, and we do it for the money. We do it more for the awareness. Ambucks does the trash right. pickup. Yep. I will miss that aspect of it. I yeah, do that every fun. year, usually uh Thursday or Friday um, or sometimes Sunday, kind of depending on what my schedule looks like. Um, friend of mine, Jeremy and I usually, uh, do a couple shifts and, yep. and drive the four wheelers around. That's a good time. Great people watching out there. Great people watching. I'm going to miss that for sure. So. <laughs> oh, I'll, I mean, the state fair still makes yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I mean, I'll miss going through all those, you know, the, all the different, you know, arts and all yep. that stuff that all those different tents and areas where those artists come in and do so. I mean, every year we, we get two or three things from there. I like I that mean, food when it shows up. To town oh, that's oh, great. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah. A deep yep. fried Snickers bar. Oh man. yeah. And Ooh. I suppose that's the people that you have to worry about was maybe they wouldn't come if the, it's, that's it's just part rescheduling. Of the reason I mean, they book yeah. those things out. I mean, those, those vendors like that, they book their entire summers out yeah. to do that. And, and obviously there's going to be a lot of, I mean, this isn't the only festival that right. this They're is going to affect, right now. but you think about, I mean, you, I think I read, uh, I don't, I don't remember how many, like 40 or 50 food vendors, like over obviously a couple hundred different acts yeah. from yeah. a music musician standpoint. I, I know the artists were concerned cause they do have to pay to have a booth there, you know, and sell their stuff that right. with the economy, the way it is, people probably aren't going to spend that much money. I mean, it's just a whole bunch of things I think contributed to that. Yeah. You could look at maybe a watered down version of it later in the year or something like that, but, um, that'd be better than nothing probably. But when you, th- when it's 14 months of planning that goes into that river festival to be able to just kind of reschedule that and do that in a couple months, it's, it's, it's definitely not going to be an event that, you know, I know how seriously Brad takes the right, river festival right. and how, how well he wants that, that thing to be, it's not going to live up be to like his my standards. old school, not making the state tournament. It's heartbreaking. Man, you worked that twice into this podcast. <laughs> I didn't mention that's Asher, isn't it? Yeah. So, hello, Asher. Well, the, the last thing, uh, <laughs> the last thing before we get to some questions, some some final questions for uh, Preston here is, I, I was going to ask you, Philip, uh, and and I guess being a football coach, but have some interest in this. I know K State fan, but uh, did you see where Big Twelve Commissioner came out earlier this week and banned teleconferences or web conferences between? the head coaches and the coaching staff and the players. No. Yeah. So no other, no other league in college football, division one college football has done this except for the big 12. He gave no reasons why he did it. He can't talk to his coaches cannot video conference with their players. Even if they're in school. Well, they can't, they can't interact person to person right now. Okay. Because of 
social distancing. So he's and feeling like person so, to person is, includes the computer. So yeah. So for whatever reason, so his current his current current players. Yeah. So wow. Yeah. I did not hear that. Can't, so, because there was a lot of coaches that were doing a lot of video conferencing stuff with players, um, going through playbooks, video, you know, some of those mm. kind of things, um, trying to do whatever they can right yeah. now. Also, spring it's, it's spring ball. Gone, I'll say it's right? spring football season yep, now. Yep. So, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of coaches that were not happy with that, obviously. So, I mean, I, and I'm speaking specifically on K State because I'm familiar with, with their schedule. So they've got Vanderbilt on the schedule. I think second game of the season next year. At Vanderbilt or here? No, it'd be here. Yep. Because they were at Vanderbilt a yep. couple years okay. ago. Yep. So that game. So Vanderbilt got most of their spring practices in before all this hit. K-State got zero in. Now Vanderbilt can sit there all day, every day on video, conferencing. Because these players, I mean, they're going to have online school, obviously. But right. we all know, we, we talked about how you know, that, that doesn't fill up a day. So they've got a lot more time they could be spending with these players. And right now the big 12 can't do it, but every other conference can. So that's a huge disadvantage, especially for the guys that graduated in December that just came to campus. They're learning the playbook to not be able to have that interaction with them is, is, I think is going to be huge. So that was an interesting thing that, Oh, I I don't know. Bowlesby's, he he does some things that just make me scratch my head sometimes. I, I, he won't even give a reason why. He just said we're not gonna we're we're gonna ban this. So nobody can veto him. We can't get the presidents of the schools all together. Oh, to I'm guessing at some point something's gonna happen and yeah. that'll change. So yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But so anyway, so uh, to to wrap up this podcast, we're uh, well over an hour now. But uh, I wanted to start doing something. I, I a lot of. Uh, interviews when you listen to sports talk radio and stuff like that they always have the same questions that they ask their guests yeah at the end of the interview so as as we have some guests we've got some things coming up uh, that we're gonna have some other guests for i wanted to uh, to do the same thing so i came up with six questions that we're gonna start asking our guests we may change these a little bit we'll we'll see how they go but uh preston's gonna be our guinea pig here and i need a clever name for it like the one I thought up was I just quizzed my pants, but <laughs> I, I need some something clever. So if anybody out there that's listening to us wants to give us a suggestion on what we can call our 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 questions segment at the end uh, for our guests, feel free to to throw those out there. And if we pick your suggestion, we'll give you a, a gift or something. We'll send your way. But uh, let's start with number question number one. And and I'm not going to answer these. These are only for Preston at this okay. point. Maybe okay. at some point you and I can go through okay. these as well. But uh, he has not seen these, so this is all off the cuff. You're giving him six? Six questions. Six questions. Oh, some man. of them are easy. Some of them are a little more in-depth. Okay. Oh, man. So question number one, Coke or Pepsi? Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I was going to put Dr. Pepper in there because everybody's going to say that. So, um, All right. Question. Um, but I actually would. If I had to choose, it would be Coke. But I'm definitely a Dr. Pepper drinker. You know, I used to work for Coca-Cola for a period of time. And and something interesting that a lot of people don't know, I tell people this and they scratch their head. When you go to restaurants, there's far more Coke machines than there are Pepsi machines. The reason for that is because most diet Pepsi drinkers will drink Diet Coke if that's their only choice. But Diet Coke drinkers absolutely will not drink diet pepsi hey this is from my buddy joe webb joe coke sucks go pepsi what What is that all about what about joe webb 
Oh, oh, I got you. Okay, I wasn't um, following who we were. My, you use I, Coke to clean your batteries <laughs> off. That's all that's good for. Gotcha. I would have to agree. My wife is in... We sometimes choose restaurants on yep. what kind of pop Absolutely. there is there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. She because she will not drink Diet Pepsi. Yep. Yep. But my brother-in-law will not drink Diet Coke. It's it's so <laughs> so sometimes it's a battle on where we go. Sometimes Diet Dr Pepper is better than both of them. Yeah. That's anyway. it. Yeah. So. All right. If you could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh man. Um, dinner with any three. Uh, one would have to be. Uh, Grandma McCorkle, my grandma. That'd be one. Um, two, Michael Jordan. Big Michael Jordan fan. And three, I'm an avid Denver Bronco fan. So John Elway. John Elway. Didn't think he'd Sorry come about up on that, our podcast. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number three. What would you pick for your last meal? Last meal. My last meal would just have to be a big old bowl of macaroni and cheese. Craft macaroni and Kraft cheese? Craft macaroni oh, yeah. and cheese. We've, we're going to start living oh, off man. that. We bought like 20 boxes of that really? stuff. So, All right, question number four. You are shipwrecked on an island, and your human needs, such as food and water, are taken care of. What two items would you want to take with you? Oh, man, two items. So... I don't have to worry about food. I don't have to worry about water. Your basic needs are taken care of. God, man, that's a tough one. I would I have to bring my phone. <laughs> I got to bring. Oh no, yeah, bring I got to do something. <laughs> that way, you won't be shipped. Um, yeah. Gilligan. I know. I would have to say I would take uh, my golf bag. Yeah. Give me something to do, and then another item. It'd have to be my couch. Oh, hey, I. I said sorry to Jesus a minute ago. Tell his wife sorry now. I thought yeah. he'd bring his wife along with him. <laughs> Question number I four. I won't let her listen to this. Yeah. yeah. We're going to edit that part out. Yeah, edit that part out for me, please. Question number five. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Oh, man. You know, um, when I was in high school, I, uh, I was a, a plumber apprentice. I helped out a plumber. And I always said if I didn't teach – I'd, I'd be a plumber. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had, yeah, and you got to have plumbers. Yep. Everybody yeah. needs a friend who's a plumber. Exactly. If I touch something, it will leak. Yeah. So we had, we actually had a, a toilet uh, that was leaking and I called uh, Ludus to come over and fix it. And I couldn't figure out why it was leaking. So he fixed it, seal, whatever. He's like, all right, you're good to go. I come home that, later that day and, and he, I wasn't there when he fixed it. So I came home later that day. So I'm checking it out to see what he did. It starts freaking leaking again because I touched it. So I had to call him and come back out. He's like, stop touching it. So that's, that's my plumbing. I don't do that. So, all right, last question. I love this question. If you could only choose one song to play every time you walked into a room for the rest of your life, what song would that be? Um, it's a song that uh, my, my son and my daughter and I, we sing all the time. Okay. And it's by Bon Jovi. Can you think of what it is? Living on a prayer. No. Oh. Bon Jovi. No. Can't think of what it would be that you'd be singing with your kids. Bon Jovi. And you know, I don't even know if I know the name of it. Just every time it comes on the radio, we uh, we start singing. Just sing it. We want to. Um, God, now I'm drawing a blank. Now, now I can't even think of it. Now. That's what I was trying to think of Bon Jovi songs. 
You give love a bad you name. You give love a bad name. Oh. That's it, right? <laughs> no, okay. that, that was not that's where. Okay. Yep, that's uh, my, that's, that would be the song that would have to come on because that's, that's, that's my, that my kids, they love it. And so we sing it all the time. Hey, what would, on this question, what would yours be? I smell sex and candy. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no. Don't say that. Oh. <laughs> Marcy Playground. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. I well, don't know. That's well, a tough question. Yeah. We're going to have to give people a heads up on that one. That's no, tough. I like this. I would listen to Garth. Something Garth. <clears throat> You're kidding. Something Garth. I didn't see that coming at all. <clears throat> and there's a lot of... Or Bellamy Brothers. Can he just mix like six together? Yeah. <laughs> great. Yeah, you know, on, honestly, I know we're running a little bit short on time here, but have you seen these guys that are doing their live shows on YouTube? Yeah. And Garth yep. and Trisha did oh, one last uh, yep. Monday night, yep. maybe? It was last week sometime, yeah. Um, and we sat outside and listened to it, and I'm telling you, that is the funnest... Yep. I think those guys are going to realize that people would love to just see them in a guitar. Like yep. I went to that Travis Trick concert back a couple months ago. That was just Travis Trick and his guitar filled the place up. If Garth would just go set with his guitar and let Trisha do some backup for him, gee, I got cold chills for one solid hour yep. listening to them too. Yep, a lot of fun. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the of this episode. Preston, hey, thanks for coming, man. Thank you, sir. We're shaking Social hands. Distancing. Yeah, oh, we're social not, distancing. Yep, guys. I'm going to go get some uh, some uh, hand sanitizer now, but. Uh, Thanks for listening to this episode, and we're going to have a special announcement coming here pretty soon. We uh, we have a potential new sponsor that I'm going to try to get that all finalized this next week. And we're going to do some contests on our uh, Facebook page for some new prizes, so uh, everybody be paying attention to and, and looking out for that. I'll make sure we get that out there and get that up to everybody so everybody has a chance to, to win some stuff from us, and, and we'll announce who that is once we get that done. And again, Preston, thanks for coming on and giving us a little insight to what the teachers are going through. In a couple of weeks, it'd be great to get a short follow-up of how it's going. But I'd, I would like to get um, a couple of kids even in here to see how it's going with a couple of kids maybe in the next yep. two to three podcasts. I, I got a few kids we like could probably we round could, up. Uh, hey, it'd be interesting just to see how it's going. Don't drive down the street just trying to get kids to get in your vehicle <laughs> to come over here and do a podcast. Yeah, Please. It, it'll yeah, definitely... Some of the answers I gave today could be a little different <laughs> yep, in a couple absolutely. of weeks. So, so, yep. It could be a little different. It'd be I mean, interesting just to kind of get a follow-up on it and just to see how it's going. Yep. yep. All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks with episode number 13. Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Philip Project Podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page www.facebook.com slash Kevin Phillip Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.